0: I moved to the southeast of the Colestine Valley, near the Oregon, California border around 1976. I was young, a hippie, and in love with a little red haired girl named Dodom. I met her in the beach earlier that same winter, and after sparking a couple up, we talked all afternoon and evening on the beach about the beautiful Pacific Northwest. She mentioned she was from there originally and I had visited a couple times and loved it as well. We decided to head to Eureka a few days later. Upon arriving there, we headed up to Ashland, Oregon, and we loved it. However, it was still a town and we wanted to live wild in the wilds, to be honest. Yeah, we were those kind of hippies. We camped out first, just on the southeast side of the Grizzly Peak. We were there for about a year, and between walking into town to get some social time with the locals, and scouting out new places to live, we found one. We had decided to head down the Pacific Crest Trail. This would take us up, near, and over Mount Ashland. From there, we spotted the Colestine Valley area, and to the southwest of that was forest, thick, green, beautiful Pacific Northwest forest, as far as the eyes could see. We hiked for about 15 or so miles, it seemed. It was not all that far. We could still just see Mount Ashland and from some vantage points, pilot rock. We settled in. Here we would grow. Yes, some weed to make money and be together for as long as we could or we were allowed, if you will. We were never bothered by a soul nor did we ever see a forest service person or cop. We were left alone, completely alone. Just nature and us. We lived there for 15 years until she, Autumn, got breast cancer and passed on at a pretty early age. But enough of the old days. Let me tell you what happened to me one time on the way back from town to our home in the woods. Autumn was getting to the point that we thought there might be something seriously wrong with her. She was 40 years old and I was 42 when she became ill. She had a bad cold at the time and it had lasted more than 2-3 to three days without her getting any better. So a trip to town would be made. I needed to get some medicine for her, our stuff was not helping. It would take me about 22 hours to get there and back. Like I said, we were living near the border of California, about 15, 20 miles from Ashland, which was the nearest town. This would take walking a trail that actually takes you from the southwest side of the mountain, over it, and down smack into the top of Lithia Park. However, I would be derailed and almost killed I believe, by Bigfoot along the way. I moved rather quickly when I started my trek. I hated it when she was sick. It just made me sad. It would take me until early evening or late afternoon at least to get there from where I was. Thank goodness for the straight shot along the trail that I just mentioned. Otherwise, I'll be walking all the way around the mountain and that will take even longer. But then again, Maybe I should have. I made it to Ashland near about 7-8pm that evening I remember. Fortunately, bi was still open so I could load up on those chemically enhanced man-made cold medications we were trying to avoid. I grabbed two bags of cough drops, a fever reducer, and two bottles of that 44 stuff that was supposed to be like green moonshine in a bottle. I would also run into town down to the plaza and sell a little smoke to make my money back, plus plus a little more. It wasn't even 10pm by the time I sold the bag and I I was ready to head back. I did not want to rest just yet. I was really worried about Autumn. This cold of hers seemed different, not your typical cold and fever. I ended up three-fourths of the way up Mount Ashland before the fight for my life would begin, however. These were the days when solar-powered flashlights existed, but only lasted about 10 minutes or so. But that was okay. It took batteries too, so eventually I switched to those. I was coming around a particular bend when I felt a little… off. Or weirded out, if you will. I know, I know, I smoke weed and paranoia is part of the high, but I was sober by this point, (laughs) trust me. I smoked less than the college kids that bought it from me. Anyways, I felt as though I was being watched and followed. I never heard anything weird. Nor had Autumn or I ever seen evidence of Bigfoot up until that time. And we lived up there, at that point, for years. But that does not mean they were never around, maybe they were. And they simply just avoided us. Who knows. Either way, I was suddenly spooked when I started to hear something off in the woods. No more than maybe 30? 40 yards away it was walking along with me that is what was weirding me out I was not alone I was being followed I kept walking and even sped up a bit I could still hear it as it still followed me this was what was so creepy whatever it was it was walking and on two legs I figured it could be some of those new forest people I had been hearing about. If you do not know, these are these people are not like me and Autumn. These types of people are reckless, dangerous, and all out mean. People like them should be avoided. Always. Why they are mean and well crazy, I don't know. Who am I to judge someone else? Either way, I thought perhaps I was going to be confronted by one or more of them. As I sped up and started to hit the first of the three major inclines that would last for a few miles or so each, I could still hear the footsteps beside me about 30 yards or so in the thick of the trees. And to tell you the truth, whoever it was at the time, well, they did not seem like they were trying to hide the fact that they were there. I guess that is what got me. They did not care about the sound they were making, they knew I could hear them. I kept up the pace, and so did they, well, what I would know to be a Bigfoot, eventually. I was starting to head downhill as the trees opened up to an almost treeless mountainside, and the stars and the moon did up a small little dip between the hill I was leaving, and the next one I would be heading up. That is when the shrieks started. High-pitched screams I had never heard before and ones that would put Sam Kinison to shame. It was loud loud and scary i thought at first that a half lion half hyena was loose actually that was until i thought it turned into a full-on laughing hyena creepy i thought it was something you would not want to hear when you're tripping out it let out a second scream i remember as i headed into the clearing and down the hill I knew this trail like you know the streets you live on and around By that time i traveled them countless times not once did I hear or see anything like this before That that does not mean they or it was never there at that point in time for some reason it just wanted to be known or had a more nefarious idea in mind about me Either way, that second scream seemed like it stopped back where I was sex before, as if the creature stopped before the open field below us. I turned to look and that is when I saw something. The outline of something enormous standing between two large trees. I don't remember if you recall that show The Six Million Dollar Man? well not that i'm telling you that this is what this thing looked like but it ran almost as fast as the six million dollar man could but first just, just let me say this my heart practically stopped when i saw the size of that outline swaying in the trees and it was swaying just before it ran Compared to the trees, I could tell you that this thing was at least 9 feet tall. At least. I know, you think I'm probably high right now, or then, but I'm not, and was not. At that moment, my mind caught up with my situation. I still had a long way to go and maybe a short time to get there. And what I saw next, that short time was running shorter than I thought. That creature, which I took to be a Bigfoot at that moment, bolted from one side of that open area to below me in seconds, seconds, man. Each stride had to be at least one of me. And I am six foot exactly. And I was right about that height. Nine feet tall was spot on, I thought. I could also tell by the light of the full moon that it was covered in hair because it flowed as he, she, or it ran. I started to do the hustle at that point myself. And I knew that it knew I was there. And I had a feeling deep down that it was not a friendly creature. It was stalking me. I made it to the trees and started up the second hill that I would need to climb. After that, a smaller one would be the last thing between me, camp, and this... Bigfoot thing. It kept crashing through the woods, screaming all the while too. I could also hear as it seemed to be snapping off limbs of trees as it walked. As it stalked me. I was huffing and puffing at this point and my heart was pounding. However, as I felt my jacket pocket, I could feel the medication that Autumn needed. And I knew right then I needed to make it back to her. I started walking even faster and some young folks today would call it speed walking, I suppose. I just call it scared as all get out walking. It still stayed about the same distance from me and the trail, I could tell. As I came to the end of that second climb, I was breathing hard, and thanking the almighty I was about to head downhill, finally. I had to stop though, just for a moment to catch my breath. I got to the open area at the top of the hill and stood still for just a moment. That thing stopped too. But this time, I could sense it was closer to me. Not as far as I thought it was before. I was about to move again when a stick, or a large limb more like it, came flying through the moonlight night from inside the line right at me. It landed right next to me. And that's only because I moved. That thing tried to hit me with a large limb. I started to run and pick up the pace again when all of a sudden I was charged. I have to tell you I dove forward rolling and getting up immediately to my feet and running. It literally sounded like it was crashing through the trees and brushed right at me. And so I reacted. I looked behind me and saw nothing at first. I got another 30-40 feet and looked again and this time that thing sprinted again to the open area to the tree line ahead of me. This time, I noticed it was closer, and it seemed as if it were trying to cut me off. I got to the tree line seconds later myself and stopped it for a few seconds. I needed to know how close that thing was. I put my ear to the ground, as they say, and got real quiet. Nothing. Not a sound from anything. I was scared. I'll keep it clean here for you, but I was that much more scared. I pushed on, but this time at almost a slow jogging pace. Like I said, I knew this country, this trail, but I could not afford to hurt myself or fall and break bottles of cough medicine. The last hill was in sight. I started to feel good, but that was short lived. Just as all hope was felt. It vanished as a scream came from the left side of me that sent me almost crashing into a tree on the side of the trail. That thing was close, like 15, 10 yards close. I gathered myself quickly and felt around for something, anything I could protect myself with. A large, broken, dead limb was all I could find, and a rock. I threw the rock into the woods and started running again. This time, I was running like that forest guy in that movie, you know RUN FOREST RUN As I did, I watched while another large limb came flying out from the trees and hit me in the shoulder It hurt, but it was more like a Charlie horse, you know? But it hit me nonetheless Slowing me down Another scream and the crashing through the woods Came again I could feel the earth beneath me man It was vibrating more than a Jamaican to some great music It was close and it wanted me. It was at that moment I felt like I was in trouble, serious trouble. Fast was not the word, but I was running faster than I had since I was maybe 10 years old. I ran and ran so fast, I was heading up the other hill before I knew it. Prefontaine had nothing on me that night. As I ran, I could hear that thing to the right of me, running and hollering at me. So far though, and I knew it could catch me at any time if it wanted, but it hadn't. It just ran beside me, shadowing me. But I have to tell you, I think if this was to go on any longer than it did at that point, I think you would have. I really think I was being hunted down and simply being toyed with up to that point. Like a cat with a mouse, I felt I was being played with before certain execution. It usually takes almost all day to get back, but with all that running for my life, I was running to the last mile before the sun was even peeking or looking to peek over the mountains. However that thing was still there, still following me, and every time I stopped, it would stop and immediately charged me through the brush and trees. It would come within yards of me. So close, in fact, I got a good look during the last stretch of trail. It looked angry. Mad. Its eyes were squinty, small, and dark. It looked... Well... I'm not sure what to compare it to other than an ape. A two-legged ape that stood at least three or more heads above me. It had a small mouth that at that point was was wasn't kind of a cringing shape. It was hairy, but I could not really tell if it was dark brown or black. It was still too dark to tell at that point. It was huffing or breathing real heavy as it stood there, and before I could look away and start the quick pace up again, This thing let out a scream that even Autumn heard from that far away. She would ask me when I entered camp a few minutes later. It was loud. So loud. I covered my ears, turned, and literally, literally started to run for my life. It was about 15 minutes later and I finally saw the light of day coming up out of the east and I could see a campfire through the trees ahead of me. I was home at last, scared but never scared enough to move to town, that was how I felt. And even Autumn told me she heard that last scream, it made her shudder a bit. decided to move, and not just because of that incident, but because that screaming continued for for as long as we were still there. Every night, in the distance, we could hear that thing, that Bigfoot scream, and we felt like it was directed at us. We moved. It took a few trips to get everything as we moved southeast of Ashland, just over on the other side of Grizzly Peak. It was not long after that time that Autumn learned she had cancer and soon, one fall morning, I took her to the hospital where she would not last a week. We retold the interesting stories of our adventures and especially of that Bigfoot incident. And how she was really scared for me over those last few days. Autumn slipped away into the universe, and I back into the wilds. I have never heard or seen anything like it since that time, since the move at least, nor do I wish to. I love nature, man, but sometimes what's out there, it's, it's not so nice. And I'm not, and I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm. Kind of small, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> wait, wait. I have something
1: for him. Boom.
0: You get shot down. Now you're just fucking me. Aren't you? <laughs> I'm
1: just wondering why all these people like kids. The Weird History and Eerie Tales Podcast. Concentrate on this dude. Wow. <laughs> do? FY, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> <with Congress. laughs>
0: <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Weird History It Tells <laughs> Podcast. I am your host, Moses Soria, and with me to my left is my brother, Josh. Yo! And that who you just heard dying hysterically laughing is Archie. I think I'm just tired, dude. Mr. Giggles. I'm just tired. <laughs> I'm just tired. And today we're going to be talking about the big mythical Bigfoot, man. And we mentioned him in the Cryptid episode, right? Yeah, we met, we touched up on him a little bit. Yeah. And then we teased it on the last roundtable episode. The one that you fucking had the lead, Josh. And you just, that, you. I haven't seen the lead blown that hard since so the Warriors blew that 3-1 lead to the Cavs. Can you can you move on, please? He's cursed, bro.
2: Every, every roundtable, he just gets fucked up.
1: Every roundtable, <laughs> man. Every single one, man. Who won the I first mean, one? Not me.
2: Was I know Ren- that. Was it, was it you or Renee. I think it was Renee. No, no. And it was you. It was this? me. It was you. Fuck it. It was you, cause the rock, paper, and scissors. Was that's
0: trailing
1: true. Too. Oh, my Who God. won the second one? Uh, not me.
0: Oh, was it me? No, you didn't. No, no, it was you because it was just us three. Oh, it was yeah, just Yeah, it was like just three. us three. And then the last one, you were in the lead up to like question six.
1: It's your stupid bonus <laughs> points, <laughs> at man. Th- at
2: this point, bro, that's what's you
0: At this you. point, you, you're gonna drink three gallons of belt.
1: Three guys. You know, shit. For those who hey, remember that remember that
0: bet. When speaking about Bigfoot, Thank you. do you guys believe in Bigfoot?
2: I'm gonna say no, only because even with all the videos and all the photos and all that crap that we ever heard of, I think the most actual evidence, I guess, are the footprints to me. But then again, I see someone like spoof, like debunking that, and so like I don't. Know. It, it just there's too many people. Saying that th- th- all of these are hoaxes, I, I just can't help but believe that it's a hoax.
1: Do you believe in Bigfoot? Yeah, actually, uh, part of me wants to, right? I mean, I'm not going to say, oh, th- it doesn't fucking exist. Fuck you. Like, this cop hit over matter. here, you know? But um, This anti I'm cryptozoologist I'm with the idea, you know? I believe in of, aliens. Though. Of there being... <laughs> what? I, I don't know what to say. I mean <laughs> No response I don't wanna I'm talking about aliens in a bit Okay I'm talking I, about aliens
0: Okay, okay. I, I'm i torn Torn about I what I don't think I don't believe Any of the films Any of the footage But you want to believe Is, there's a, something is like of act, Is Actually This Bigfoot mm-hmm. But I kinda do wanna believe That there is something out there That we haven't Fucking seen And I would not doubt it to be honest you know like uh if it's
2: on bigfoot but just
0: something like when i was doing research on it one of the things that people thought of i mean thought of the that that someone mentioned in one of the articles was like yeah i mean people thought a panda wasn't real and it took them 60 years to actually find an actual panda yeah sure after it was people described it yeah and and then i remember back in the crypto the cryptid episode
2: i talked about two you know two of them that were actually discovered or two crypt, or two little two animals that were thought of to be as cryptids, but then they were discovered. One of them being the Komodo dragon. For the longest time, they th- they thought that that was a myth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you did. And there's some other thing that looked like a deer, like a cross between a deer and a zebra. I forgot what it was called.
0: What was that thing called?
2: had a weird ass day, that's for sure. When they saw it, they're like, "Oh
0: shit, this is real, bro." So since we're gonna be talking about Bigfoot. I think I should start the episode talking what about What the fuck was that? Was that Bigfoot? the predator? It was a burp that, was, that wanted to come That's out. disgusting. Trying to fold it. So, <laughs> so Bigfoot or Sasquatch. That's Bigfoot talking to you. So when, and here's another thing I wanted to talk about too. When people talk about Bigfoot and Sasquatch, those two terms can be interchangeable because mm-hmm. they talk about the same creature, Bigfoot or Sasquatch. The Yeti is a completely different story and I'm going to get to that later on in the episode. But the Bigfoot or Sasquatch is a hairy, bipedal ape-like being who is reportedly found dwelling in the Pacific Northwest, particularly in Oregon, Washington, and British Columbia. And people who have claimed to have seen Bigfoot describe it as being a large, hairy, muscular, bipedal ape-like creature, roughly between 6 to 9 feet, covered in hair that varies from black, dark brown, to dark reddish. It got its nickname, "Bigfoot" from the big-ass footprints it leaves behind, some being as large as 24 inches long, 24 inches and eight inches wide. And I'm, gonna talk, and I'm gonna mention and I'm going to talk about what type of bigfoot could leave such a fucking thing, because one of the type of bigfoot has been reported to be up to 15 feet tall. Wait, 15. 15 feet fucking tall. I would shit myself if that fucking house of a gorilla just came out of nowhere for me. That's fucking tall. That's tall as shit. So the origin for the nickname Bigfoot is obviously tied to its big ass feet. But there are numerous accounts claiming they were the ones that coined the name for this big ass monkey. One of the first ones is a chief of the Wendat people, and he claims he came up with the nickname during the 1930s. He went on to say, from the immense size of his feet, his height considerably exceeded six feet, and his strength was Herculean. Then there's Jerry Crew, a construction worker who brought a plaster cast of a huge animal-like footprint he had found in the muck of Bluff Creek, into a local newspaper office in northern california on october 5th 1958 the same creek that the famous patterson gimlin film was filmed at so when he brought it on october so when he brought it on october 5th 1958 the newspaper printed cruz's story of what he had found along with a picture of him holding up the footprint cast which was bigger than half of his fucking torso so he had this cast and he was holding it up against his torso and he went up to his nipples this is a big-ass foot. And the newspaper, when they, printed the, uh, when they printed the article, it read, New Sasquatch found. It's called Bigfoot, which is the name that crew, Jerry Cruz found the footprint, what his crew and his friends used while trying to imagine what big-ass creature could have caused a footprint that large. So as, as they were talking about what could have left this Bigfoot, what could have left this Bigfoot big out here? Eventually, that just stuck, and that's what they called the thing. That's what Jerry Cruz claims. Now, let's talk about a bit of history of Bigfoot. So many argue that most cultures have accounts of human-like giants in their folk history. Each language had its own name for the creature, and many of these names meant something along the lines of wild man or hairy man while other nicknames describe common axi- actions such as eating clams or shaking tree. Members of the Lumi tribe, also known as the people of the sea, tell tales about their local version of Bigfoot. Wait, did you say loony? Lumi. Oh, Lumi. Lumi tribes. So they talk about their version of the Bigfoot, which they call the Semiquas. Some versions tell of a more threatening creature of a nocturnal race. Children were warned against saying the names or else these monsters would, would hear them and carry them off in the middle of the night. So it's kind of like a boogeyman kind of deal with this tribe. Mm. In 1847, Paul Kane, he reported stories by the Indians about skookums, which is a jargon word used by this uh, tribe, and it has a range of meanings. Most commonly, when they, use, when they say skookums, they mean strong. It could also mean monstrous, powerful, ultimate, or brave. So it's basically kind of like the word fuck where it could mean a million things depending on the context of how you're Uh, using it. I like the word fuck. Like, you stupid fuck. Well, that's a fuck ton of shit. You're using the word fuck, but do you want to fuck? Meaning different things. Fuck. Well, the stories of these cocoons, they were a race of cannibalistic wild men living on the peak of Mount St. Helens in Southern Washington. Then, according to... Sas- SasquatchChronicles.com the oldest account of Bigfoot was recorded in 986 A.D. What? Get
1: the fuck 986 out 986
2: A.D. What if it started off as a hoax?
0: So they go on to say props to the person that it was recorded by Leif Erickson and his men. During their first landing in the new world these were Norse, Norse people. Mm-hmm. The Norsemen wrote about man-like beasts that were horribly ugly, hairy, swarthy, with great black eyes. Amongst his accounts, Leif told of seeing huge hairy men who towered over him and his men. The huge hairy men, according to Leif, Lived in the woods and had a rank odor and a deafening shriek. Apparently, Leif had several sightings of the huge hairy man before departing the island. They called this creature Scalring. Scalring. S K E L L R I N G. Ring. People believe that the creature Skelring is what we know today as Bigfoot. And according to this website, Sasquatch Chronicles, this is the earliest recorded encounter with Bigfoot. The Norse word scalring is a word of contempt. It's kind of like a kind of a bad word. It roughly translates to like barbarian. Mm. But the most interesting part is that the fact that they use the word hairy. And this is what people, this is what kind of rings true to people that, that saying that Aha, they, it's Bigfoot that they saw Bigfoot because they themselves they were hairy as fuck. Remember the Norsemen, they're these huge burly men with matted hair and long beards. So for them to say something's hairy as fuck, that must, means were they're, <laughs> they're hairy, hairy as, as fuck. fuck. So the scale ring had to be Really fucking hairy if these world-renowned Vikings saw something, and the first thing that came to their mind was, fuck these guys are hairy. A you ready? Four. Bigfoot.
1: What the bloody fuck are you? Well, this well-known cryptid has been described as half-man and half-ape. Whether you know it as Bigfoot or Sasquatch, this hairy bipedal ape-looking fuck has been a mystery to the world. Mainstream scientists believe that Bigfoot is nothing but a creation made from folklore. But can we easily dismiss this poor hairy fuck? Some say Bigfoot is our last common ancestor, or as a non-scientific word, the missing link in our primate ancestry, as it could be our long-lost parent. Others speculate that the Sasquatch is actually the monster reborn of the Gigantopithecus, an extinct genus of ape that existed long, 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 I mean,
0: a long time ago. This is a big-ass fucking monkey, too, the Gigantopithecus. Mm-hmm. Which you I have- would describe in a few before you... Oh, all right. Um, Say some some of my shit. Say some fun facts.
1: Fuck. But I bet that's all the theories behind the existence of Bigfoot, right? Wrong. Apparently, Bigfoot is also tied in as an extraterrestrial being.
0: Aliens. And a
1: fucking alien. So if I believe in aliens, that means I believe in Bigfoot. Scientists around the world agree that our species has or or will have a long lost parent after the published theory of evolution by charles darwin we begin to accept that humans and our enlightened behaviors are related to the family tree of animals we call species species closely related to humans as sister species now if we look into the anatomical comparisons between gorillas and chimpanzees we can say these two are our sister species Now, biologists say that apes, and I quote, in general, represented the evolutionary staging post on the road to humanity, which is pretty fucking crazy to think about.
0: So, can Bigfoot really be the key to our missing link? Did you guys ever believe in that, the missing link? Did you guys ever... Was there any truth to that when people mentioned the missing link? Was that something something that... Cross your mind as a like a as a plausible like you know what maybe because it did for me I was never it yeah, did
1: I was never yeah yeah, int- yeah you,
0: for me yeah I really yeah it's, it's, I mean especially if you believe in the I believe in evolution theory of evolution that we came from monkeys yeah you'd be like all right where the fuck is the thing where we're you know transition I mean it's not it's not like I was like oh that's the missing thing but if that was the missing piece I could see it being that like oh okay that makes sense if that is. We went from this to, to that, that to finally right. what we are. Yeah. But then I, and then eventually you start fucking reading and there's like fucking at one point there was like eight different types of humans yeah. roaming around the earth and the ones that happened to live were the Neanderthals and which is what we came from. But before I knew that, it was Bigfoot. <laughs> Pithecus The
1: name of an extinct ape that sounds like a shitty spell in the realm of Harry Potter. (laughs) It's called the Gigantopithecus for a reason. This beast stood as high as 10 feet and weighed up to a fuckload, which is equivalent to 1,000 plus pounds. (laughs) Apparently, I didn't know this, orangutans are the relatives of this giant ape. Orangutans. Yeah, orangutans. Now, can Bigfoot be the return of the Gigantopithecus, or is Bigfoot its own species, or simply a hoax that has been lingering for far too long? Uh, props to the person who made this happen. Now, move, moving on to, uh, I mean, I did mention aliens. Wait, before you move on to aliens. Yeah. Have you guys seen a picture of the Gigantopithecus? Yeah, I've seen the fossils and I've seen the, the model. The model rendition. The model, how big <laughs> that motherfucker. <laughs> I mean. uh, have you seen the jungle book? Yeah. The, the live action one? The first one or the newer one? The live action one, the newest one. Yeah, the newest one, the That's live action one. one. All right, so that big ass fucking orangutan looking thing.
0: Yeah. It oh, like that? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's this huge. The, yeah, this, this, this is what the Gigantopithecus so, was. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the Gigantopithecus was an actual monkey, ape, not monkey, ape, primate, walking around. And there's like human, like there's like scale and like we all go up to like his waist, right? Or something like his stomach. That's like how tall. If if you were six
1: feet. (laughs) Yeah. If you're six feet. (laughs) The average man, what, five, five, eight. Imagine trying to fight this motherfucker. I mean, first of all, why do you want to try
0: to fight the dude? If you had to. He seems like a chill dude. If you had to dude i've seen i've seen interview- I've seen interviews of people talking about them holding baby monkeys uh-huh they see if you if you're holding a fucking bodybuilder they're all muscle and when they hit you hard because they're babies they don't know that when they're hitting you hard, it feels like it's a grown man hitting you and they're like oh shit what the imagine fuck? this piece of shit did you you probably exploding Fuck. Explode.
1: Fucking one punch man.
0: Bam!
2: Damn. <laughs> that's GG for you. And he's mad because he can't find a good
1: opponent. He <laughs> yes, he really is. Apparently he found one because fucking one extinct. <laughs> oh. Alright, go on with your aliens. So going back to the aliens. From the grays to the tall whites, these space traveling ducks are well known by UFO researchers. Yes, I said ducks. And now they claim Bigfoot to be part of their alien research, to be exact, an interdimensional traveler. Let me let me say that again: an interdimensional traveler. Holy fuck! When you think shit can't get weirder, it does.
0: It's an fucking space monkey. Ah, uh, <laughs> actually, no, uh, it's interdimensional. Not it's, all right, never mind. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> paranormal researcher William
1: Hall stated that this theory at the greater New England UFO conference, Hall believes that the paranormal world is connected. He means ghosts, aliens, and Bigfoot are somehow all entwined together. His evidence? They all have the power of Batman. I want to say Batman disappearing so fucking fast. <laughs> right? fast-moving object, and strange lights when seeing or mm, having an encounter with one of these paranormal stuff. He claims that quantum physics, the study of the smallest scales of energy levels of atoms and subatomic particles, is a leading theory. Leo Ministers' Bill Penning believes that Bigfoot is using a portal to move. A fucking portal! Holy shit! This is amazing. He first recognized this when he had it a Bigfoot encounter, where he shook the ground and then disappeared immediately. A fucking portal. He, he used, also said
0: he used uh, instant transmission, like yeah, Goku does. Exactly. He put on his friend and disappeared. It's fucking and, ridiculous. And, <laughs> but and his other... what?
1: No, go on. I'm gonna, and then his other example was. Uh, he was he was tracking Bigfoot, chasing the deer, right? And then the track stopped, and there's there was no deer, there was no Bigfoot, there was
0: nothing, and the tracks just stopped. The, so. the for the longest, I would get confused, not confused, but I wouldn't be able to.
1: You drank my shit.
0: No, you good. Picture it in my head. So it, Like I couldn't picture it in my head when people would describe interdimensional things, and then I forgot what podcast I was listening to what podcast i was listening to Mm -hmm. and someone dumbed it the fuck down they dumbed it down i was like oh fuck and the way they they explained it is imagine earth is being as being a building each floor is a different dimension it's still the same building but it's a different floor and these pockets that you find that they talk about like the like the bermuda triangle being one for example, this Bigfoot one are the elevator shafts in the building where you have to get to a specific spot in the building to get to another floor. Mm. That's the way they explain interdimensional traveling, where Earth is one huge building and each dimension is its own floor. So when you picture it like that, that kind of makes a little more sense. We're like, OK, they're living on Earth, just on a different floor, different dimension. And that's the way. This asshole broke it down for me. So nobody knows for sure how many Bigfoot there really are. All these accounts, is it one Bigfoot? Is Is it the same one? Is it the different one? Portals, bro. He's using fucking portals. But according to all the accounts and descriptions, we do know that there are more than one type of Bigfoot. There are enough of them living in North America alone that different types are being reported. So let's go over a few of the types that we know about so far here in the U.S. So the first type is what we call a type 1. And the type 1 Bigfoot is famously known as the Patty type, which actually will explain to us in a little bit, which is the classic Bigfoot Sasquatch that we all think about and it looks like the classic cross between human and a mountain gorilla. It has large, it has a large powerful thick build a broad chest black hair and typically grey skin while the body is being described as this large burly figure the head for the most part is typically described as being too small for the body the type 1's Sometimes develop a, I think it's pronounced sagittal crest, sagittal crest, which is uh, the bone that runs lengthwise along the middle of the skull. So kind of looks like a mohawk. Okay. That's what that is. And because of this crest, they can look like the, this thing is wearing a hoodie because the skin goes over it. Sometimes it looks like they're wearing a hoodie because the hair grows down. Mm. They typically have a low brow ridge, so they kind of look like Archie. And are what the ki- what we call a five head. They have a huge forehead, like my brother. Oh. And their funny. eyes are hard to Look, see. who's talking, you motherfucker. <laughs> and, and their eyes you are hard to like see. Oh, hold on, bro. You can't just shoot at me like that and expect no repercussion here, bro. They have been described as being far right, further apart than a human's eyes. They also have a flat face with a square jaw. Like you. I'm, uh, bro. I have, no, <laughs> I have no lines on my jaw. I have, Like, the way they describe it, it like, you know, with the flat face, square jaws, I'm getting some Mr. Incredible vibes. True. And they average out around 8 feet tall, with some alpha males being reported as being 9 feet and taller. Damn. Then we have the type 2s, and these are more ape than human. They can be found mostly in the south of the United States. They're built like the typical Bigfoot, but have large eyes with large pupil dilation, which some people speculate is for night vision. So when you see these types, their eyes are all black. They've been described as having black hair for for the majority of these sightings, but orange and cinnamon have also been reported. Even though they're built like the type 1 Bigfoot, they're actually smaller in height. Averaging out about seven feet. Only seven feet. Oh, average. average. These little assholes, though, tend to be very territorial and are known to be aggressive. They mostly feed on livestock of the small varieties you know, like goats and, and chickens. Humans. They've been some of the hardest types to track as the footprints they leave behind resemble human footprints. And can seem very much like known primates, such as chimps, orangutans, and bell apes. Then the type three, Bigfoot. These motherfuckers looks like a fucking lichen are my favorite of the group. It does it's a werewolf? So there's something of a mandrill human mix. Mandrill is a type of primate for the own cultured swines in the back. This is is what the type 3 is mixed with. That's the kind of monkey primate. They've been described as looking similar to Bigfoot, but more savage. When reports of this type have come in, the description of the the face vary. But most of these these descriptions hover around being a large dog or a large bear or a really huge baboon-faced mammal. These assholes are extremely tall. Some being reported as being 15 feet tall. These are the motherfuckers that could grow up to being 15 15 tall with their big old head ass. They tend to live up in the mountains, but usually come down for food. Their fur is typically dark or deep brown. One witness reported seeing a type 3 wearing animal pelts over their fur, which means they get Cold. They have been reported to eating cumin, but these reports are more older reports than the most recent ones. When witnesses begin to describe this type of Bigfoot, these reports have a lot of paranormal characteristics, like having glowing red eyes or being bulletproof at close range. This type is actually a very recent classification of Bigfoot. Traditionally, these types were called Kukwes or Gugwes, which translates to a man eating ogre from Indian folklore. And then we have the type number four, the Sad Ones. The Sad Ones? Yeah. And these are mostly found in the Northeast. They have been referred to as Early Man Bigfoot. They look more man than Bigfoot. They look a little derpy. I'm going to be honest with you. This derpy motherfucker. Or the most human-like out of all of the types. Think of the hairy Titan from Attack on Titan for those cool people that know what I'm talking about. That's what this looks like. You know what I'm talking about? Hell no. He, 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 out of all the enemies he watches, he hasn't watched the, like the tryhard one.
2: watched oh Attack on Titan. I, 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 Have you, the, you watched it?
1: You're the one that introduced me to it, bruh. Only watched not even episode. I watched episode two only. That was that was when. I need, to catch up on, I need to catch up on season
0: three. I don't know why I'm. It's, it's one of those things where you started and you're like, fuck, I want to just try to finish it. Yeah, it never got my attention. Yeah. Anyways, same. They're typically more leaner than type ones, but they're still large and they're still fucking yoked. They have less facial hair than the other types. And if the derpy face wasn't bad enough, they have been described as having hair like George Costanza, with a large bald spot at the top of their funny looking heads. Some eyewitnesses have reported beards and mustaches. They have round heads, their teeth are square, and human-looking. Their skin color has been described as pasty gray. Some people think that this class are hybrid human primates, with people pointing at the genus Homo as the likely culprit these type of Neanderthal developed into using tools and type 4s have never been using tools. You need it to wake up, buddy?
2: Just a little bit.
1: I was
0: like, dude, is that your third
1: fucking energy drink?
2: Oh, no. If I do one more... uh
1: Yeah, you're dead.
0: D-E-D. Dead. Dead. So those are the four types of Bigfoot.
2: So I mentioned this before, there are a lot of encounters with Bigfoot, and I think from all the cryptos that we talked about, I think Bigfoot is by far the most famous out of all of them. There's been multiple sightings and lots of videos, surprisingly, besides just the Patterson film that I will go into later on. But before we talk about the videos, let's talk about a little bit about the photos that have come across, one of the more famous ones. And so one of them is a picture of the Bigfoot. This was taken in nineteen eighty over in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. And now, you know, I didn't really do much research as to why it was called Bigfoot, but Moses here explained it. Motherfucker has a big feet.
0: With a big ass foot.
2: And so in nineteen eighty the footprint uh was photographed in Johnston, Pennsylvania, and it measured as 17.75 inches long so just to paint a picture for you and I'll show the photo to the rest of the guys the photo shows a fairly large footprint but it doesn't look human-like to me like for example the ball of the foot is extremely wide while the heel looks significantly smaller it almost has the shape of like an upside down triangle the toes are also they also have a sharp kind of slant to them with the big toe being twice as large as the other small toes. It also has, you know, a sleeve of matches and what looks like an, an adult male's hand to show some sort of reference on how large the foot is. Its appearance was accompanied by a report that around the area, people who were there heard strange noises and also smelled a very strong, kind of musky odor. And here's a picture for you guys. No. Oh shit! I don't know if you can see, like the the toes and that whole area is way bigger than the rest of it. That's one of the photos. And another one that I looked at was actually uh, a a picture that was taken by a hunter, and this hunter's name is Rick Jacobs. And Rick Jacobs was uh, preparing for the season and you want to see how frequent deer would come across over in uh, Bushnell Trail over in the midwest and Pennsylvania as well. This happened in September 16 of 2007. He set up a motion sensor camera on top of the tree and to his surprise he captured something that was not expecting at all. You know, a deer and a couple of bear cubs passed through the camera but something different caught his attention. One of the figures captured seemed to look fairly large and ape-like and looked as if it was sniffing something on the ground. It was bent over and almost looked dead, but it changed positions, and the figure in the photo looked as if it was doing a static stretch with its legs completely straight, and bending forward as if it was touching its toes. Rick's, Rick has had so much backfire from the photo about saying the figure is actually a bear, and others even took it a step further and said that it was actually a—it's called I think—mangy mangy bear. Okay. So. It's basically like a bear that has a disease that's losing his hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then he presented the photo to countless people that have studied bears and primates, mostly, you know, zoo veterinarians. <clears throat> and they actually finally debunked the bear-like theory. All of them agreed 100% that based on the, its body structure and the mechanics as seen as a photo, cannot actually make it a bear. The figure looks more. It looks like it has more similarities it, with an ape than when it does with a bear. Than with a bear. Yeah. So here's a, the photo of the bears that he actually captured.
0: And then all these pictures that Alchie's talking about, obviously, you can find in our Instagram. Yeah. At, at Weird History Tales Pod. So here's a picture of the bear. Wait, so that's a picture of the bear. Of the bear. So that so actual bear. An that's an actual bear. Yeah. Now
2: here's a picture of the thing that he captured that did not look like a bear.
1: The one that he claims to be Bigfoot. Huh, let me say,
2: but then what he actually did, was actually pretty cool. He referenced it to a daylight photo. So that way you can have a better idea of how it actually looks. And so this is what it would look like if it were in the day and, uh, here's some honorable mentions because like I mentioned there there aren't really many photos. There are a whole lot more videos than there are photos.
0: Has there any, have you seen any videos that you see and be like, all right, I believe this?
2: I mean, one of the ones that I'll mention later on, I think, kind of at least sparked my interest. Like, you know what? It might be something. It might be something. So here's one of them. And this was a photo that, was, that happened in 2012 over Louisiana. Here's that same picture that I was talking about earlier. One that happened
0: over in Silver Star Mountain. Dude, that looks that could that looks like it could be like the back cover to any black metal album. That like that's the singer over <laughs> a hill.
1: This what I I
2: was showing Josh, I was like, dude, that thing that they're pointing at looks nothing like what they just zoomed no. in on. It's called Mystery Photo. It looks, literally looks like
0: the back of some sort of... <laughs> it looks like me mannequin. without a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's a self-drag oh, episode.
2: <laughs> Video snapshots. A site, in, again, in Ohio. It looks like it's just it's a tiny spot when they zoom it in. Again, See, I hate, I hate shit.
0: Like, like suck my dick. It's like like it's 2018. Is. Fucking zoom in.
2: Like I mentioned, there's a lot more videos than there are pictures. And so... I think I had an easier time looking for the videos than I did the actual photos because, to be honest, a lot of the photos that I saw were mostly snapshots of a clip of a video. They were snippets. Yeah, they were like little snippets. It wasn't actually a photo. It was just like, oh, I'm going to take a picture of this. For example, the Patterson one. Yeah. That notorious photo that, where he's like, you know, it's like he's busting a move. He like, Look back at it. Wow. Yep. yep, yep that, yeah. Know.
0: That's literally what he's doing. He's literally just looking yeah, back. He's looking yeah. back
1: at it.
2: But some of these videos, like, there's some of them that are super, super recent. And the one that that I'm going to start off with first is one that happened over in Prince Edward Island, Sasquatch, that happened in 2005. So this one was over in Canada. Um, It was filmed by a student by the name of Nathan Wiley, or Whaley, who was filming a school project with a couple of his friends over in the island in Prince Edward. Nathan was filming a scene where his friend looked to be running away from something, but the scene got a lot more real than expected. His friend was running through a field of tall grass, coming closer to the camera frame, when suddenly a large black figure runs across right behind the friend and spurts in full blast. The cameraman freaked the fuck out, but instead of running away, homeboy decides, you know what, let me go check out what this shit is, and he runs toward the figure, but by then, it was already too late, and the tall black figure just disappeared through
0: so, the portal. This is number five of the list. So, for those of you that are listening and want to check out some of these videos, you can go to the website, theocultmuseum.com, and just type in real 10 famous sightings. And like Acha just mentioned, it's video number five, which is called The Prince Edward Island Sasquatch.
2: But then I looked at it again. And you could see that that shadow or whatever it was that, that ran was right there from the very beginning when we started filming like it wasn't just like running from across and then all of a sudden it comes into frame it looked like it was just crouching there
1: i came across this video and Oops. people that believe in sasquads they said that's one of the signs that bigfoot well, it's kind of real, because when sasquatches, is when they get scared or they feel like immediate danger, whatever, they run on four, all four. So they're saying he was watching them, and then when the kid or the student ran, it triggered his response to just book," and then he booked it. So they were saying, off? Yeah,
0: yeah.:, Dude, when, uh, you know, when is the last time you ever saw something scary? And ran toward it? Never, never. When is the last time you saw a fucking pit bull running across the street and you're like, oh, shit, and you run toward it? Never. Why in the fuck would you ever run toward this?
2: It's because it's kind of, brother, so nice. They just want to make sure that you're okay.
0: I was going to say, this is stupid. And They're Canadian. They're nice. Yeah. I'm in the middle for this one. Yeah? I'm in the middle. Well, Josh. I got you another one. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying do you believe? Oh, I mean, well, I mean, technically, that sort of boils that's, down that's to a yes. If you were to, if someone were, if you were to try to show someone, it, could this possibly be a Bigfoot? Would this be one of those videos?
1: Look, man, if he sells me on it,
0: no, right? You, if you were, let's say someone was like, "Oh, what, I don't be? know what Bigfoot is," but oh, let me show you a few videos of what Bigfoot could be. This would, would this be video. one of them? I'm in the. I'm in the.
1: I could say oh, you want to like, see an encounter that might be Bigfoot. I feel like, I feel like this is video yeah. number
0: two or three. This ain't number one. Okay. I can't. So this is five. The Prince Edward Island Sasquatch from yeah. the 2005.
1: Yeah. See, but that's the thing. Like, like, like when you see Bigfoot from afar, you're like, "Oh, why can't you get a close image of it?" And then when there's a close image of it, oh, it's fucking fake.
2: So this one's a little bit. More recent, this one happened in Lettuce Lake Park in Florida in 2015, and when I was looking for the videos, Josh actually actually mentioned this one to me earlier, and I was, you know, this one was interesting because of how Bigfoot was captured, and so this is video number 10 in the list, and a person named Matt was canoeing in the swampy waters of Lettuce Lake Park when he spotted something hiding near the edge of the swampy lake. Matt started recording and tried his best not to make any sounds or any noises, but as he was paddling, the splashes from the water and branches crackling startled the large creature and the figure started disappearing into the water. I think this is the first video that I have ever heard of Bigfoot actually submerging in the waters of anything. Usually when I see video videos yeah. of encounters, he's just running across from place or he's walking on land or anything, but never anything in water so i think this is an interesting interesting one for that and then matt showed the footage to the rangers and asked you know if he thinks the creature was a bear but the r- rangers actually mentioned that it can't be a bear because the bears are real and this shit's fake <laughs> <laughs> he says that because bears don't really hang out around the swampy area let alone hang out in that area at all and so matt later also mentioned that You know, if it wasn't a bear, but instead a person, they must be one either dumbass or crazy-ass motherfucker because apparently the waters there in the swamp are infested with 12-foot alligators and water moccasin snakes for them to just, you know, disappear into the water. gotta be fucking crazy, dude. You're committing suicide just by doing that shit. Check it out, Mox. But this is that video. But then when it zooms in, it looks tall as fuck.
0: Fuck, dude. Well, remember, some of these are fucking... Th- the average out at seven feet tall. That's like seeing fucking... Imagine seeing LeBron James at a fucking lake. Dwight Howard. He's like Shaq, dude. Imagine seeing Sha- how big Shaq is. And now, by far,
2: the most famous. I think this is your number one. When you're talking about showing Bigfoot videos to anyone who has no idea what Bigfoot is, this is definitely number one. And this is... The notorious roger patterson and robert gilman film that was filmed on october the 20th in 1967 this video is i think the video that everyone thinks about when they think of bigfoot you know the one where bigfoot looks like you know he's looking back at it wow, arms swinging back and forth but for those who don't know you know here's the background about the video that was shot so roger patterson was his big cryptozoologist and a big believer of Bigfoot sightings and you know that were going on at the time. So then Patterson decided to go look for the creature in Northern California in Bluff Creek. At the time, that was a hotbed for Bigfoot sightings. And so Patterson brought his friend over, Robert Gilman, to go investigate. Apparently Gilman wasn't much of a Bigfoot aficionado compared to Patterson, but you could say that he became a definite Bigfoot believer. After the horseback riding session that they had looking for this creature, they're getting close near the creek bed when suddenly, about 120 feet away, they find this tall ape like creature walking calmly towards the riverbed or alongside the riverbed. The original clip was filmed on a 12 millimeter camera, and so the, vo- the footage looked grainy as fuck, but on a clear d- as day, you know, it was easy to spot the figure. Patterson was able to manage. Filming, it was, what, seven-foot figure, right? That he mentioned? Yeah, seven feet. For a couple, you know, actually no, like a couple, of like a minute.
0: Almost a minute. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Before it finally disappeared into the trees. And then while scientists clearly call this a hoax, it is literally referred to as a holy grail of Bigfoot sightings to cryptozoologists. And unfortunately, we cannot see it in this website for some copyright issues.
0: Yeah, but when everyone he's talking about the Patterson Gimlin film, it's a short film. You can just go on YouTube. It's the thing everyone has seen. The thing that surprised me about it while doing research was that the film that everyone sees is a recording of the original sixteen millimeter film. So we never seen the original. No clip. We never seen the and we haven't. I mean, I haven't seen it. I don't know if people have, but like, so there's a lot of things where a lot of people are like, no, it's a suit. it's a man in a suit, which is what the majority of the people say. Yeah, it's a man in a suit. But then there's a, but then there are a few videos where people slow it down. People do it frame by frame because it's obviously like you mentioned, it's the holy grail. When people, this is the thing that's keeping Bigfoot alive. This film alone. That's true. Is the only thing people could, no, no one's found anything, but people are like, we have this fucking footage. So when you see this footage, people, there's people who have dedicated careers to just to trying to break down this film. And I was watching a few videos, and that's when I noticed that the film is the recording of the recording. That's why a lot of times you hear no audio. That's true. It's just a recording. That's why it's a little grainier. And then one of the things, that I've noticed too is that Bigfoot is. He's thick. <laughs> he's, che- he's cheeked up. He's cheeky. He's cheeked up. How many seasons? How many seasons? Dude, like five. Five. He's thick. thick. But. <laughs> even though I think it's fake, this footage, even though I think this footage is fake, what? I could admit that when slowed down and the frames are color corrected, it looks real. With some editing magic? Like, because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's grainy footage, so yeah. you can't really see anything, and it's like, it's, um, the majority of the footage is, uh, what's his name, um, Roger yeah. running while filming. That's true. So it's shaky as hell. But when it's stabilized, and thing, the fur looks real. It doesn't look like a suit. It looks like a suit when you just see the footage. Right. But when you see some of these videos where they use new technology, where they color correct things, they stabilize it. And it's the actual footage. As far as, I mean, I'm no video expert. I'm no editor when it comes to videos. I don't know if they're correcting things. But just from just color, you know, just from editing, yeah. I mean, just from color correcting things, the fur looks real. When it's walking, you can see some of its muscles moving. Oh, shit. You can see some of the muscles looking like actual muscles and the fur looking like actual fur. And then when you see it like this, it starts to look more like a thing than a suit. Because before it just looks like, oh, it's just like the, it's like the Black Dollar Murder Monkey suit. Someone just put on and recorded with a fucking, with the first generation sidekick. It looks <laughs> grainy as hell. That's what it, you know. That's what it looks like. But when you use technology, Damn. the technology and things like that to correct it and to edit it, and th- like, you know, that's just just to fix it,
2: uh-huh.
0: it looks like a, It looks like it could be a real thing rather than just. Where, where a suit.
2: We, where can we find this video? Are
0: we gonna see this video? I mean, yeah, uh, you can find it on YouTube. Uh, I was watching it. I was watching it earlier today. I'll find it. Oh, well, I'll show it to you guys after the show. For sure, I'll show it after the show. And then one of the things too that I'm gonna show in the episode that this dude, I'm gonna post this video on those uh, on the show notes. He sees that the Bigfoot is carrying something on his left hand. It looks kind of like a plate. He's holding it, and he does frame by frame, uh-huh. makes gifts just so you can see it, and it's moving his hand, and you can see the thing moving. So you're like, okay, he's carrying something. And then from a certain angle, after color correction, it looks like it's holding onto something. It, it not, he's not actually holding it. His arms are just touching it and it's something wrapped around his neck. And then he starts talking about how in Bluff Creek there's these Indian tribes that carry things like that. They don't carry things in their hand. They carry things around their neck that they find that they want that they don't want to lose. So they hang things from the neck. They're saying what that kind of adds more lore to the video where you're oh, yeah. just where they're like it's these creatures. What if these creatures pick things up from the tribe or the tribe pick things up from, from the, the creature? creature. But the thing, like there's so much thing, there's so much shit to this video, and it's only like 55, 52 seconds long. And this is, I can I would say this is one of the the only things that's still keeping the Bigfoot myth alive. If it is a myth and not a real thing. Mm-hmm. It's this. Because there's nothing else that's been put out as the definitive thing other than the Patterson film. So when it comes to Bigfoot, that's the thing that where I'm just like. I don't believe it, that this is a real thing, but with some movie magic, some correcting magic, like I said, it starts to look more like a real thing, other than a suit. So when doing this, so when I wanted to do this episode, one of the things I wanted to figure out was, is there a difference between the Yeti, the abominable snowman, and Bigfoot? Oh, wait, what? That was just Yeti
2: and Bigfoot. The bottomless snowman is also part of it? Well, that's what I, that's
0: what I wanted. To, they're all these huge prime, primate creatures. Bipedal creatures. Bipedal creatures. So while they each share plenty of similarities, which is a mysterious hairy humanoid ape man figure just roaming around desolate areas, they each have their own unique story, starting with the oldest of the bunch. So, the oldest of the three is the Yeti. The Himalayan mountains of Tibet and Nepal are home of these ancient creatures. There are two terms that are sometimes applied to the same creature, which is Yeti and Abominable Snowman. Cryptozoologists and pretty serious researchers prefer the term Yeti over Abominable Snowman because A, it sounds way more fucking scientific and official. And B, the abominable snowman, is based on a mistranslation of a native word. So the phrase, abominable snowman, appeared pretty recently, and like I mentioned, was born out of a dumb fuck up. In 1921, a contributor to an Indian English language newspaper interviewed explorers returning from the British Mount Everest reconnaissance expedition these explorers they spoke about seeing these big ass footprints that their guide said were from the meto kangmi with meto meaning man bear and kangmi meaning snowman so it's man bear so it's the snow man bear the only problem when reporting was the writer got half of the translation wrong he thought meto was filthy and instead of writing filthy snowman he fucking lovecrafted the shit out of it and instead used abominable because he thought it sounded better giving birth to the term abominable snowman Well if you want to watch monsters inc that's the yeti that's the abominable snowman so when talking to serious researchers they each refer to each individual type of yeti by its own native names. There are different types of yetis. There's the Sute for the biggest hulking giants that have been seen to walk on all fours. Then there's the mete for the classic yeti, the ones we all have seen before, which stands about six feet tall and has a pointed top of their head. Just like think of cone heads. Mm-hmm. That's the way most of these most of these Yetis look like. And then there's the ima which is the native name for the three-foot-tall frog-eating yeti that lives in the hot-ass jungle valleys between mountains. So there's these little hobbit yetis. The Teima is the most human-like out of all the yetis and are thought to be an actual race of primitive humans by some researchers. Think of the proto-pygmies, which are these tiny hairy humanoids. Which were a type of human back in the day. Out of the three yeti types, the Teima are the most ignored, and very little research has been focused on them, being that they're so tiny. People are like oh, just whatever the job. I always skip over those. They're small. The Zute are thought to be, by many, to be a bear. It has claws, and kind of looks like a kind of looks like a fucking bear. However. Many cryptozoologists think that if it is a bear, it must be a new species of bear, because none of the descriptions sound like any known bear. Mm. Now we have the Me'et, which is the one you think of. That's the Yeti. That's the thing that comes to your mind when someone mentions Yeti. It looks like a cross between a gorilla and a man, which is where the similarities and the confusion for Bigfoot come from. So even though it has long, shaggy ass hair, it's actually a valley dweller and not a mountain dweller, like many people believe, including myself. The high mountain peaks don't really have a lot of food. So it'll make no sense for something to live that high up. But this Yeti are more than likely traveling through these high mountains to go from one valley to another and during these high mountain travels is when people have seen it the most so when it goes from one valley to another the valleys are like you know the plateau parts between mountains you go up then you go down and then there's a valley at the bottom of the mountain and you go back up so when it travels from one valley to another instead of going around the mountain it just goes through the mountains and it's easier to see something in the mountains than it is through these valleys, through these thick, tr- like thick brushed valleys. So a lot of times people see these Yetis, it's when they're traveling from one valley to the other. So of the Yeti has its roots in pre-Buddhist religions. The Lepcha people recognized a supernatural glacier being as one of their hunting gods. And the ruler of all forest creatures, and is attributed with many having supernatural powers, and is said to interbreed with humans. Yes, the yeti has sex with humans. What? Spread them cheeks. In addition,
1: that's what it said. That's what it said, bro.
0: Some legends say that there is no actual breeding population of yetis, and instead, each yeti is the, and I quote. Transmogrified quasi solid ghost of a dead human. Hey, what does that mean? Transmogrified quasi solid ghost of a dead human. Which is why I mentioned earlier that the Yeti is not an actual being, but more of a spirit. Other local mythology states that the Yetis are actually demons that have been assigned to guard the mountains so that humans. Do not ascend to heaven. That's a cooler lore. It's kind of fucked up. I mean. I like it. They're doing a shitty job. Considering so many people. are fucking climbing up Mount Everest. And shit. That's true. And if all of that. Did not confuse you. On what the Yeti. Actually is. In more recent times. The word Yeti. Has been thrown around. And used to describe. Any big ass monkey. Like creature. Anywhere in the world. People making assume Yeti or Bigfoot, which is wrong, because it should technically only be applied to those things found in the Himalayan mountains, which is where the Yeti term comes from. Mm. So that's the difference between the Yeti, the Bigfoot, and Abominable Snowman, with the Abominable Snowman being a mistranslated fuck-up describing the Yeti. And the, the difference between the Yeti and the Bigfoot is the Bigfoot is found throughout Most of the planet, Canada, United States, or some in Europe, but the Yeti is strictly the Himalayan Himalayan mountains. Mountains. Gotcha. So I think that concludes this episode on Bigfoot. This doing research for this episode kind of strengthened a lot of things out for me.
2: That's true. Like, I always thought Yeti and Bigfoot were just used interchangeably.
0: I always thought Yeti was just what you call Bigfoot that lives in the mountain. Uh-huh. And then Bigfoot was the one that lived in the, the forest. The plateaus. Yeah. And I've always, I've always, I was always curious about the abominable snowman. So now I know the abominable snowman. is the fuck? It? Skaka. The Yeti is just Himalayan mountains. Right. And the Bigfoot is this forest fairy. Celebi, bro. So before we end the episode, I just wanted to go down the list. Of some of the most active Bigfoot sites in the United States. Just in case we have a few listeners in one of these areas that want to risk their lives in finding this big-ass monkey. Do it. We went. Do it for the likes. So, I'll cheer you in and while. I'm going to name the place. And you try and guess how many sightings have been reported. Oh, fuck. All right. One place? I'm going to just say Let's start off with Pennsylvania. How many sightings do you think? I mean, sightings
2: Pennsylvania. I mean, I had three on mine. You have three. So, so at least three. But I'm going to say. Say At least.
0: Say it! 60, bro. 60. 60. Wow. 78. Oh. Wow. got closer. Josh got closer. Was it 100? Oh, it it's, hit, a- it's 200. And here's 200. another thing. When I mention Wow, I always talk about my brother. <laughs>
1: it's just. We refer to it's My, my gamer br- tag for Xbox Live is Wowser.
0: And for the longest we never called each other by our actual government names, but by our gamer tags. <laughs> that's how uh, that's how my brother, me, and our closest group of friends are. It's team Bree. Yeah, like that's it's Wowser, we have Sora, we have me which I call com- which was Gut Rot, then we have I, I always the- thought, I thought I thought, I always thought Sora was his actual name. <laughs> Loki I didn't realize La it was Sora. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. So for Pennsylvania, the answer is 98. 98. Just 100 Let's try. Show myself the foot. California. Oh, for Me sure. sure. It's high seven. <laughs> at least seven.
2: I'm going to say at least 200 on that one. 200?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm sticking with seven, bro. <laughs> you sticking seven? with seven? I'm sticking with seven.
0: Actually, it was closer. 100. How much? 425 sightings in California alone. Let's try Florida, which is where the Lettuce Lake Peak happened. So, at least we know one for sure. (laughs) There's one for sure. I'm going to say, that's got to be a lower number,
2: but it can't be that low. I'm going to say, I'm going to go back to 60.
1: I'm going to aim high. I'm going (laughs) to say 176.
0: He got close. Okay. Ah! 207. <gasps> what? Let's try Colorado. Oh, shit. 40. 40? You sounded Man, confident, confident as fuck. Nice. But Fuck is what? big for going to do in Colorado? Are you going to be like Jeopardy when someone says 40? 41. <laughs> <laughs> nah. the person who said 40 is mad as fuck. 89. Oh. Close. close. 110. Whoa. Wow. 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 We sure. have two more. Right. I'm going to give you the cities, and you try to name which one do you think has the highest one. Washington or New York? This better not be a fucking trick question. I'm going to say Washington. Washington. Washington? Yeah. Washington. All right, we're both right. Washington is the correct answer. Yeah, that's right. So that's 528. The- 528. That's the most sightings? Yep. With so, New York coming in second. I'm with-
2: surprised Oregon isn't even the list.
0: Oregon is with 227. Oh, shit. Then we have Ohio with 224. Idaho, 176. Michi- made Michigan made it on the list with 141. Whoa. And New York having 101. New York has Bigfoot sightings. Is that over 100 what? Bigfoot sightings.
2: With so many people that travel there, I would assume someone looks like Bigfoot.
0: Yeah. And then I got this list from If You guys want to check them out. crow website. And, there's, uh, and also, there's an, uh, another website called Bigfoot411.com. That sounds like a porn site. It's an amazing site, dude. It's all <laughs> literally about big, Like the one, just literally about Bigfoot.
2: Photosite. It's just videos everything. Videos. It's I mean, an
0: amazing. I got lost in that fucking website. I Bigfoot wanted to. I went in thinking, I'm going to go for this one thing. I was browsing through this website. i was like, dude, I want to dedicate a whole fucking podcast, a whole podcast just to Bigfoot. I have so much fucking content. It's a dope website. And then there's another one called Sasquatch Chronicles. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, anything at Sasquatch Chronicles. So if you guys don't have anything else to add, nah. fucking end it. Thank you guys for listening. Please rate and review us on iTunes. It helps the show grow a lot because we've been growing. Hell yeah. Slowly, but surely, but the show's been growing. all thanks to you guys. Thank you. You guys can add us on Instagram at weird history eerie tales Pod. We'll be posting more big photos for y'all and also we for Halloween is coming up. I thought it'd be kind of interesting to come up to have a episode. About personal ghost stories. And if you guys have any ghost stories send that you just want to over. Tell, tell us, you can send it to us via email at theweirdhistoryanderetails at gmail.com. Send us your ghost story and we'll play it on the air. <laughs> Again, send, send us your personal ghost story or some, a ghost story that you know at theweirdhistoryanderetails at gmail.com. And we'll read it on, and we'll feature it on our, on our episode. Yeah. But since you guys don't have anything else to add, thank you guys very much for listening. And as always, I, we are the Weird History e Tales Podcast. It's you. Dun, dun. Hey guys, Moses here. Before I end the episode, I want to let you know that the story you heard at the beginning of the episode was from the website packwestbigfoot.com. And it was an encounter told to David, founder of the site, by his late friend, The Goatman. PacWestBigfoot.com is full of interesting nuggets of info if you want to go down this hairy rabbit hole. I'll post the link to his site, the link to the story, and the link to the video of him recounting the story. So thank you guys, and as always, we are the Weird History, Eerie Retells Podcast.